welcome. This is my new podcast called Narrative, and today I'm joined with an awesome guest, artist Josh Smith. Welcome to the podcast. I made a list of dream podcast guests to have, and I had Josh on the list after listening to a bunch of interviews with him. I just really liked his outlook on life, his art, and I'm just excited to talk and discuss discuss life. So what's up, Josh? That's just, that's where I'm at, too. I'm trying to do things every day that aren't related to just being alone and dwelling on myself. And I enjoy talking to people I've met on Instagram because there's just so many interesting people on there. You know, you just got to kind of sift around and, and then depending on the time of day or how you feel, you know, you respond differently. I know I'm a cheese ball about Instagram, but it's, it's really cool for me. Um, God, is the camera too far from me? No, I think you look cool. Okay. You feel good? I feel like I don't have as much control as I usually have. And I think my headphones are a little bit... Just weird, like Princess Leia-ish. I like it. Maybe with the hood on. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, hey, look at this. That looks really cool. Whoa. That's sick. That's so cool. Where'd you get that hoodie? Did you make that? Uh, I'm not, like, this talented. This was made by um, my newest friend, Sonia. Well, maybe you're my newest friend, but... And, um... She's from California, and she runs a company called... Well, I was going to show you it's printed inside, too. It says something Whoa. like chaos, which is one of my favorite words. And and um, and um, she runs a company called Cometees, C-O-M-E-T-E-E-S, which I, like, somehow just started liking on Instagram. And, and um, in California... A few weeks ago, I had a bad trip. I'd tell the story about it. Not like a drug trip, but a physical, normal, old-fashioned trip. And and um, that was such a highlight because I just went to visit two great artists, and I I just walked into a room, and that was her that was her her studio, and she, it was like a miracle because I've liked her work. I have another T-shirt of hers. It was Sometimes stuff like that happens, but she gave me these patches. Oh, that's so cool. All these patches and stuff too. So like I have this old vest. I'm starting to sew them on. Like this vest is like a Vietnam um, when Rambo was real popular in the eighties. Like they made a lot of fake Vietnam stuff and I found it on, um, you know, eBay for a dollar. But it'll be perfect. I'm going to make something cool. Like one of the things Tess asked me to do was to make something. And that like stressed me because I was like, I don't know how to make anything. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I'm mostly a painter, but I'm really a cre- 
I'm, I like, I like to make things like in general, but the paintings like just developed into the like most efficient vehicle to move what I do around the world and around my community and stuff, which is somewhat a shame, but it's also somewhat beautiful that we've invented this kind of, not we, but history has invented this currency of these images pasted on or put on flat surfaces. Like we can trade our ideas and record our time on earth. Yeah. Like painting is a good thing. Are you a painter? I'm, I, yes, kind of. I've just started, I just made my first oil painting recently, but I always like painting with watercolors. I would say I'm more of a, like, sculptor, mixed media, filmmaker, a lot of things, artists in general, but I'm really drawn to technology, and I think that Instagram and social media is this incredible moment we have to share with each other and to spread art. And I'm just really excited to talk to you and start this podcast and put more energy out into the world that is positive about living life to the fullest. And yeah, I think for me, your paintings, I was thinking about your paintings and why they work for me or like why I really like they speak to me. And I think like they remind me a lot of, you know, Lil Pump? Yes. I feel like your paintings are like music. Like you can say Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, just like that. Or you, you can say like turtle, 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 but your paintings are like this amplified, this like, mo- like it's like turtle, but it like, like the way Lil Pump says Gucci Gang is like the way your paintings feel to me. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Or like yeah. any good song. Yeah, really, well, like those songs... Yeah, with those guys, I feel like I'm collaborating, not collaborating, but I feel like we're working side by side. I don't want to know them or anything. It's just late at night when I'm the only person up, I know they're up working. Because um, you can't only do that stuff when the day's all quiet. You can't rip yourself out of a day and go in there and be like that. You've got to create a world. You know, every time you go in there to record something and that's what I'm doing is creating a world. Like every time I go in to record something in my studio, I have to, I create that world. And I love that part, but it, it does take you a little crazy. But I mean, part of the reason I'm doing this is to try to like change and not let art control my life so much because I'm, once I'm charged with putting on a show, like I don't, I'll skip every holiday, everything, because if that show doesn't go exactly the way I wanted to, I I really beat myself up. Like, I should have taken that hour or that day. Like, why did I do that? Why did I... Like, if I don't put everything I have into something, then I only have myself to blame. I'm going to blame myself anyway, but... I mean, the bottom line is I'm really hard on myself about that. And it's part of what makes me an interesting artist is, you know, I don't like to use the good ideas. I like to use the bad ideas and I want to, I want to cook, I want to make 
stuff out of those bad I want to make this I like to harp on those bad ideas and just beat them into life and I mean I feel like painting such a luxury and stuff like I, there's also a part of me that needs to make it hard whatever that means that's a changing thing but usually when I'm working like I towards the middle and the, the end and all that I just turn into like a really bad person and a monster and I don't like I can hurt people and stuff and I have hurt people and I don't like people like wasting my time and like no, the whole really. part of the thing is realizing that it's all my fault and it's all in my control and uh yeah boring <laughs> no i think it's good to talk about because i think that the creative process i think people think about artists like it's like just especially like work like yours that i think to some people it's like it's not simple but it is you know it's just mm -hmm. it it's right and that's why it's so good but that's really hard to get yourself to that place where you can make those things and I think that as an artist, you really have to protect your energy and be really careful with your energy. And everyone does. I mean, we're, everyone's capable of anything. Mm -hmm. We're all humans with unlimited potential to make and be in this world. And life is so short. Yeah, um, you're capable of, you're definitely capable of working and working forward. And anything doesn't have to be anything. It could be what presents itself. Like the whole idea is, if you just look at ants, it's just keep going forward, like keep going forward. And, and we are ants, like just, just pan back a little bit and we're ants, like, you know, and they just got to keep going forward and think things happen. Um, I, 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 what you said is, yeah, is, yeah, see, because my paintings are really complicated. And then a lot of what I do is I just strip out everything that, everything technically impressive, like anything that, that would eliminate somebody from entering that painting. Like right now, like I'm stripping all that stuff out. So like a viewer or somebody, um, can put themselves in there like I, I could they can relate to it instantly like I could have made that and then it gets into like a further place and it it takes this burden off like you can study the way people view art and and you know some people leave confused or perplexed or they it makes them feel deficient about some like period of time like some knowledge or something and my work, I want to kind of include more people. I guess that's like popular pop art. I don't know, but um, so I, I make it. Yeah, I strip out all the everything I can and make it. Um, so anybody can come in there and and also the figure. If I use a figure. Or, or any form, like a picture, it's not a 
a specific person it's it's it might be a human shape or reference a human shape or or the reaper is just a um a hollow cloak or the um palm tree is very personified but it's it's not like like a kid or somebody or an old an elderly person or whoever range of people could look at that and it could still be them it doesn't exclude i don't want my work to exclude anybody especially myself like often i'm the one that feels left behind and and i i like to i like to draw as many people in a lot of artists say they don't think about the viewer and that's yeah. cool like i i don't either really except i'm the viewer yeah like totally. i'm the viewer like it that means like i don't think about myself like i'm making those paintings for me to see like so i'm the viewer so to say like i don't think about the viewers like saying like for me i mean i understand what they're saying but i i want to um i do think about the viewer yeah. maybe i'm not smart enough to realize what's wrong with that but i don't think that means i mean i'm really hard on myself in the studio i don't think that means i'm trying to cater to them i think that means i'm I'm trying to serve them up something delicious that they didn't order. I love like, that. You know, that. like, or, you know, the cliche is don't give people what they want, you know, give them what they need. And that's what yeah. I'm doing in the studio is trying to give myself what I need. What I want is fucking a finished show and a crate on the way to near where it needs to be going. But what I what I what I need is to put is to build that world around me, and that's where the depression and the anger comes from. Is when I don't feel left alone enough to build a world around me to make the work. Yes, to make that work look so simple is very difficult. <laughs> that's yeah, the, that's really the answer hard. to your question. No, and, and, and but like I don't want people to know that but I just yeah. told them like, I don't want, I never want people to know that it's difficult. A big part of it is like that, but whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm old. I just saw this little Warhol thing on Instagram. God bless Instagram. Like a clip where he was old. It was a year or so before he died. And he was in this show in Italy and the guy was pressing him. Intelligent guy, not, not being belligerent, but, tough questions and said something about how everything looks so easy and stuff and Warhol just kind of got quiet and definitely felt death and he said uh the truth is is I work all the time he just kind of dropped all his mask and all the Warhol cut stuff and everything just fell away and he's like the truth is is I work all the time like just like a plain sad little little boy and it was very touching and and that's the truth yeah no I think I was listening to an interview with you and you said something um about art which was like don't try just work and it's so true it's like I think because technology some people like technology makes things seem so easy these days but art will never be good art will never be easy to make like it will always take your heart and everything you have 
And that's what's so beautiful about it. And for me, making work that's accessible is so important because it's like as an artist, for me at least, I just want to reach as many people and hopefully give them something that makes them feel good. And your paintings did that for me. I saw your, the first time I saw your work, um, I saw a show, I think it was 2019, 2018 at David's Werner. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just graduated from RISD and I was feeling like really confused and I saw your paintings and they just made me feel okay. Like, I was just like, okay, like Mm. it's gonna be okay. Like, it's all gonna be okay. And your sculptures too, like I really love your ceramics. Um, I mean, just all your work, but I think that to get that out of your body and onto an object is takes a lot of time and is really difficult, but it's, I don't know, for me at least making art and sharing with people, it just feels like something I have to do. Cause I, ha- I know I, I have like a, perspective that's everyone has a unique perspective we all are like snowflakes and um I just I don't know I like connecting with people and I think that's why I like social media is because I've been able to connect with so many people and I just want to continue to grow on social media and connect with as many people as possible and um just spread good vibes yeah I don't I don't want to grow on social media (laughs) like I I just want to incorporate it into like my life and it hasn't gotten in my wheelhouse except a few little things like and I'm pretty good about not giving it too much time I mean here I'm giving it time in like a third party way but that's different but the uh it took me forever I, I joined it in in a I think October when I did a show in Italy and it occurred to me that I just do shows all the time and I never show my actual New York friends or my peers what I'm made and I'm shipping this work. It, you finish it and like the day it's, I work right up until the, just the day and everything and then, and then it's time, it's just gone. So I just had this wave of guilt and I was like, let me um share the, let me open this and share it. I also got the feeling like Instagram was kind of like a little tired and I, I wanted to, I, I, I liked that it wasn't hot. Like TikTok is like, gives off this energy, like all these kids, these kind of scary kids jumping and stuff. Like, I don't know. I just wanted the, um, I just thought it was cool that it was kind of dead and that people were saying it's over and stuff like, yeah, I was probably the last person to join Vine too, you know, like I, and, but, uh, but, but, but I'm glad I did. And I, 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 I'm not that into, it scares me because you can see how much time people spend on Instagram. You can feel it. And you said when we met, when we did our initial conversation, that, you know, you're a child of the internet. And, I, and I've heard other people your age say that. And and uh, and that's something like I'm processing right now, that idea that you were born navigating uh, a two-dimensional thing, like the, all the tactility and all that stuff. I was raised 
with my hands in mud. You were raised with your hands on glass screen. Yeah. Like there's a big difference. And that's why it's important for generations of people to um, really take a deep breath before having some thought about something or other because we're so fundamentally different. And it's not your fault you grew up with a piece of glass in your hand. Like, those, that was done by boomers and stuff. Like, they left us this mess of, like, world-destroying, you know, metals and stuff being harvested by slaves and, and, and monkeys and other countries. And, and uh, it's, they've given us this, this, this stuff just what we have to deal with and try to make the most of it. Like every generation hopefully leaves a few good things, but I feel like the baby boomers left a pretty big turd for us to try to make something with. Yeah. They own a lot of the housing. They make it hard for people to have affordable lives. Like you shouldn't own thousands of houses. Like you shouldn't, do with some stuff like the golden rule is so fucking simple but i think the trump administration and stuff kind of destroyed the golden rule and that idea like we have to rebuild that it's just that's what the world needs to get by that's what animals need to try to do to get by is you know treat other people like you want to be treated and that's what people kind of forgot you know sad it's sad it is sad but i think my my goal and why i wanted to start this podcast was i wanted to create conversations with people and talk to people like you and share it with people so that um just there's more conversations about like how to live what it's like to live life just what it's like to live life. I think that's all we can do is just share experiences with each other. And I am really excited to have this conversation and to learn from you. Yeah, we have to do it. We have to do one where it's like better though. Yeah. Like this one um, is still good, but we have to do it where it's like, Uh, more rip shit. This one yeah. gets a little melancholy and stuff. And okay. also, like, it's also like about art. Yeah, I have like, some question, questions like that art. are random. Like, what my Instagram is makes me so nervous. Like, mm-hmm. I like that feeling. But I think I'm I'm positive I'm the one who watches my Instagram the most. Like I love your Instagram. I, 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 I just funny. it's the first time in my life I've been able to see myself the same way that other people. A lot of times I wonder, like I wonder what I did wrong there. What do I look like? What does this person think of me? Or how do I, I sound? And my Instagram, when you put something on there, that's like exactly what you're seeing and what other people are seeing. So for the first, it's not like looking in a mirror where you like, you can see what you want to, like, this is what people are seeing. So like for the first time in my life, like I can see myself and for someone who's self-conscious and 
kind of like the little bitch inside. Like it's very, very like it was instantly cathartic. And I'm also at the stage in my like professional career where I don't care about that much. Um about like getting I'm sick of kind of transactional things. I want just things to be about like learning and seeing new art and meeting, learning and thinking about stuff. Like everything has been so transactional and you don't realize it for a while, but after a while it just starts to hurt. Like nobody wants to talk to you unless they need something. And when they get it, you think well, maybe I built the rapport with this person or something, but no, they just go back and took whatever they need. And you know, you hear from them when they need something else. It's like any, so I like live a life in hiding because I can't, um, it just, it breaks my heart. Yeah, It, it breaks my heart. I wasn't raised like that. I just wasn't raised like that. And it breaks my heart that the majority of the people I come across are so transactional. When I meet one that's not transactional, like I think I give them the hug of death, you know, like or whatever. Like I'm, I'm just so freaked out. Like, oh my god, you're a real person. Yeah, it's. But uh, whatever. I'm, you know, whatever. Work in progress. Yeah. No, I feel you. Me too. Um, do you want me to ask you? I found some. I just googled random. There used to be these videos on YouTube where people would answer random questions. Okay. Um, and they, it would just be like an hour long video of someone just answering a list of questions that you can find on the internet. And so I looked up some that I thought maybe you could answer. Yeah, ask me. Cool. Okay. So what's your idea of a perfect day? Um... If work all day and um, drink lots of water and some Mountain Dews and and just work and be alone um, and um, and not be bothered. And not feel guilty. A lot of times I feel guilty, you know, when I do that. I feel real guilty about working. I feel real guilty about working. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of, a, you know, I'm embarrassed at how, how much time I put into it. I, I have lots of peers that are much cooler than me. And they have it more under control, but I... I just do not let go until the thing is dead. Yeah, I feel you. Um, what was the question? Oh, your perfect day. But I can ask you another question. Oh, yeah, it was just like being in the studio, and um, that's not. I, I would like that answer to be like going for a walk and doing this, and then going to the studio and stuff. But really, I just like the have that unbroken time in the studio, so selfish. But think of it like a plane that has to keep stopping on the runway. No, like, I feel that. It never can take flight. And like, 
the best is like a week. If you can get a week, you can you can change as an artist. But like no. if one day is is one day at this point the way the world is 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 a gift. Like one day where you just are on the runway and you get to fly around and and uh you can get a lot done on a day like that. No, I or I, 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 I love nights too. Like if like if you asked my question about the night, it would be the oh, same yeah, what's answer. What's your favorite thing? What's your perfect night? It's same that, answer. yeah. I always I wear these headphones. I like to feel like in my own world. It makes me feel like safer, like. And yeah. it provides like a consistent thing somehow. I don't know. No, I, I don't agree. know. I don't know. It's kind of bad, but I don't. I don't care. I just don't I, care. Everything's so loud and weird, and I just don't care. I like that. I when I say I don't care, it means I care so much that I've really <laughs> thought, I've thought about it so much that I don't. I don't care anymore. Yeah, there was um, an Andy Warhol video I was watching a few weeks, or a documentary I was watching, and um, he was saying that, you know, he used to stress out about stuff, but then he learned this trick called so what, where he'd be like worried about something, and then he'd just say to himself, so what? And I've started doing it, and it kind of works, but I still stress out about things. Well, it sounded and- to me like that you were game to do anything, like you just you really love you really are not shy about loving the internet and so I feel like you want to figure out how to plug yourself in there like effectively and and grow a good life through this thing that you really understand and appreciate so like and meet people and stuff and yeah like this is a gift for me because now I'll go back to work and I'll have different it gets you off to the track it puts you on a different track and it's you don't want to go just back and forth from you know chicago to new york you want to go around the whole country and do all this shit i'm not a good traveler like i have a lot of things i have to work on i'm not a good traveler it's just like i i I just I, i work too much i work too much and it's not good. It's not good. But that that's this this podcast is <laughs> this podcast is like I mean maybe somebody will like it, but I I feel guilty. I feel like we could do a better one. We can I, edit I, stuff I, too. It might be the worst one I've ever done. What are the other questions? Okay. Yeah. I'm we not mad offer... about it or anything. I'm just embarrassed. Maybe it's we great. Can... Yeah, I think I think it's good. I have lots of other questions. So, okay. What's your favorite, what was your favorite childhood toy? A, a toolbox that my dad made for me Aww. and put like, like as a kid, I had like adult tools. I got them one by one. So I like learned what each one did. And it's really nice. He he made it. I remember exactly how it was made. I, I can't believe I still don't have it. Um, that's what that was, yeah. What's your favorite midnight snack? Oh, cereal. It's just boxes and boxes of cereal. Like, What's mortal sins. Like, 
gluttony of cereal. In fact, I would like to open like an all-you-could-eat cereal restaurant chain. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I think there was a cereal restaurant in England. I remember seeing it on like BuzzFeed a long time ago. Yeah, I'm sure it went out of business because someone like me went there. (laughs) But like, yeah, I don't eat a lot during the day. And then like, whatever. I just eat like 9 million grams of glucose at like four in the morning. And then I wondered like, why do I feel strange the whole next day? But yeah, I understand nutrition's supposed to matter. But yeah, body wants sugar. I love sugar too. But oatmeal... That's a late night stack. Like mostly, like I eat oatmeal every day, and you know, lots of legumes. And um, I'm a vegan, so oh, cool. yeah, I've been a vegan for a long time, and I don't ever think about it. But it's just occurred to me while we were talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, here's another question that I think you'd have a good answer to. If you could be any animal, what would you be? I guess a turtle. I guess a turtle. I I don't know. I don't I don't have a good answer. I I I I I, I would want to maybe be a cow. That didn't get eaten or milked. That like I would like to be a cow that saved all the other cows and like I would like to be a cow superhero. I like that. Yeah, I was gonna also ask what superpower would you have if you could have one? Mm. Making awesome paintings and making making money. (laughs) That's like a. That's a super that's, that's a 25, that's a stolen answer. That's, that's a stolen answer. That was from the Snoop Dogg talk show where he asked 21 Savage, what special power do you want? And he said, making money. I want to be able to make money. And Snoop's like, wow, it's pretty simple. Now, I don't <laughs> really just care about money. I just wanted to say that because I wanted to see how it felt. But no, really, I just want to be a, really good uh loving person to people around me who are loving towards me and i want to be a i want to be the best artist i can i've invested enough time that i got to see it through i can't drop it can't drop the ball now like it's how i communicate with myself and I just, it's, I can put everything I learn and everything I see and stuff into it. I mean, if I wasn't good at it, I would stop. So somebody tell me when to stop. And don't stop. Depending on how I feel, I'll either stop or I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm trying to, okay. 
I have a lot of, I'm trying to think about what we should talk about. What would you want to talk about the most? Like what we can talk, I think, because I have so many questions in my mind, but now I feel like. Well, you wanted to ask me about the fashion stuff. You discussed that. Like, oh yeah, I've been doing that fashion stuff. A few years ago, Supreme just contacted me and said, can we make this? Like they had found everything on the internet and already designed it. And I was just like, sure. That was really easy. And it worked out great. And you get asked to do little things here and there. And then you, um, I was asked to do a, a bigger uh, kind of a whole campaign with Givenchy, not design it, but mostly use my graphics and some of my influence and style stuff on it and it was cool but honestly yeah I'm trying to do this stuff to to learn and to meet different people who are so talented and but sometimes they're way better experiences than other ones fashion people have really very little to do with art like very very little they don't really they just look at it like a a visual resource. They don't think about it like in that kind of really romantic way that make like that real sexy way that like is real, like that's all creepy in your body. They just see it very like topical, like and it's you think they look like you kind of and they're smart like and everything, but they just can't get through that. And at the same time, like I don't I don't, I can't see the nuances of couture and stuff. So like, yeah, but they really just want to, you know, use artists and stuff. And it's cool. I mean, it's fun. I mean, you got to do different things. It's like, personally, like I'm not doing any, like, I'm just doing my gallery shows and doing like, there's not like anything else like, I'm not working on any museum shows or anything. So like I do art at that level, like the big league level for opportunities. So if I'm not getting opportunities, like it's like, fuck this. Yeah. You know, you got to make your own opportunities and you got to shake some trees and you, 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 you don't wait for opportunities. You, You make opportunities when I was younger, yeah, there was, like, more to sort through. But as you get older, you know, other people thankfully get some time on the stage. And, like, you have to take your life and, like, plug it in in a different outlet and and see, you know, how you can apply yourself at that stage. Like, like you know, you got to make opportunities. And there's people around you that want to ride then let them ride. And if they're not into it or they're not willing to put in the work, then, 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 then move away from them or isolate yourself. I mean, the biggest thing holding people back is themselves. Facts. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that, so you grew up in Tennessee, but you were born in Japan, and then you went to University of Miami, and then you went back to school in Tennessee. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I was like a military kid, and I, we moved, I moved from California, but my family's from New York, so not the city, but like right outside in Rockville Center and Copaig and 
Oh, I know. Amityville. Yeah, like right off, like forty minutes outside, and uh, and uh, so I was like a, my my I don't have like a deeply southern family, and and but I grew up here till I was eight. 18 and I went to school for two years in Ohio and I ran out of money and I finished school in Tennessee which was a blessing because my mom got a 25% discount and it wasn't school wasn't as expensive then like I don't know what happened but sorry and (laughs) and 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 I was able to pay for it and I saved $2,000 $2,000 and I moved to New York and lived with a friend and started looking for jobs. Um, and met friends art handling and those friends you meet art handling and stuff, you know, you just try to have fun. And then someone gets a group show and they're like, hey, you want to be in this group show? Or, My first show in New York was in a restaurant I just liked this restaurant and there was nothing on the wall. It's a Chinese place and they were thrilled. That was cool. Yeah. And like, it just, you know, that's like making an opportunity. And once people see that you're doing that stuff for yourself, everything's okay. Life's not that complicated. If if you put out love and people are either going to, try to break you down then you just move away from them or or they're gonna want to ride and be with you true that no that's facts i think i that's another andy warhol i've yeah i've been a kind of like i watch a lot of artist interviews and that's kind of how i ended up wanting you on the podcast i was listening to like andy warhol a lot and then i started listening to your interviews and he was saying that his first show in New York was at Serendipities on the Upper East Side. It was the only place I would show him. And me and my friends have done stuff like that. Well, he asked. He asked. Yeah. Yeah, like he asked. He. I mean, I probably had read that story and it green-lighted me asking, you know. That's, mm-hmm. It's important to... I mean, what well-documented lives these people had I mean Basquiat must have had this photo taken five times a day I mean he didn't live that long but I I very seldom see pictures repeat of like they just really documented a lot of stuff like that's not going to happen for us in fact everything we make is just going into a, a shredder basically it's hard to preserve all this. It's, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm trying to do that. That's part of my work is like, I take a lot of, um, I had this Instagram account, the one that we met through the real, real, real. And I used to post like a lot of pictures from like old websites that I would find or old flickers, like accounts, things people posted like in the early two thousands and stuff. And then probably forgot about, And so I would find the images and post them. But then I just felt like I wasn't being me. I was just kind of creating trends. And so I deleted everything. And But then I've been taking all the pictures that I did post and making them into books so that they're physical. Because I think that's what's hard about the internet is I see so much, but 
there's so it's all with your eyes there's nothing physical about it and um yeah that's what's cool about being an artist yeah that's how you can be an artist and put everything into a filter and see what comes out like you're the filter (laughs) you're the filter i'm the filter like being an artist is a big luxury being a writer is a bigger luxury because you don't have to carry all this shit you can just carry a piece of paper yeah. and, a, and a pen but like yeah i mean i mean i i like doing all this type of stuff and my instagram and stuff because i'm i'm more extroverted than i've been allowed to be for the last while um i like making movies i i i um, there's a performative aspect to being an artist. Anybody who says different is is not thinking clearly. Like, if you want to show your paintings, like at the, in New York galleries and stuff, then then you're an exhibitionist. Like, you're a perfor- you're a performance. It's it's performance art at this point. It's it's not the '50s where you show seven paintings uptown and like like an apartment sized gallery. It's 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 blown out it's 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 a bigger bigger thing like there's no comparison to this type of artist that i am than than any artist in history like being asked to fill these gymnasiums like gymnasium sized galleries over and over oh and then like let's plug you into like all these art fairs i don't want to okay fine fine and then all this passive aggressive stuff and then you end up doing it anyway it's like there's no comparison to this type of artist. So, like, true. I just started thinking about Justin Bieber when you were saying that. Like, he was just this boy, and they just put him in these stadiums filled with like twenty thousand girls, and he would they would fly him. There's these images of him, and I'll, that I really love, where he's on on his tour. Believe they sent him down on wings that are made out of musical instruments and he's wearing all white, but he's just like 14, mm-hmm. you know, and he's being like sent around the world. Like, I think I, I, I calculated how many people had seen him in one year and it was like 3 million people had seen him physically. And this kid was like a teenager, you know, it's like we live in this time where these grand spectacles are just normal. And that just wasn't the case before. Like you would never, see something like that in your lifetime it's so wild well think about that the wu-tang clan might never have been discovered now like imagine like crazy. like the wu-tang clan's kind of like my religion and like i've heard them talk about this like there's a good chance no one ever would have heard it based on the way things work now in the music industry and the way those guys were and stuff like, I mean, to imagine that and then, and then instead you get 69 or little peep, RIP little peep who, who did, who he delivered big time. Like, it's just sad The um, but, or X, like I, 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 you get, you know, it's, it's crazy to think that the Wu-Tang Clan could have not been taken seriously or not 
had the right it, it, it just wouldn't have worked today and, and that's a genius that's like a megatron bang like it's crazy uh but whatever maybe i'm wrong maybe <laughs> destiny is destiny is you probably couldn't have stopped the wu-tang clan no way no way no i, I love the wu-tang clan um yeah music is just so amazing and i think that it's let's um yeah let's 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 um what's up let's make this like let's put a good ending on this chapter of this and watch mm-hmm. it and see how we can um make it like super more more super like what everyone's seeing here if anybody ever sees this is two people learning yeah from 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 nothing and we met yesterday so that's kind of like the basis of this sitcom Mm -hmm. and this was episode one but i think it went pretty well like like we just need to next time we'll learn i have a green screen and tess is gonna try to do some shit on here right yeah like the idea was too to look at paintings and stuff and talk about them that's fun do you want to look, look at some stuff i don't look back a lot so like i yeah let's look at some stuff okay cool but like let's say like no more than like 30 minutes more okay sounds good to me yeah, I think I think this is a good first beginning start. Not um, because I have like to go save a life or something. Just we don't want to burn it out. Yeah. No, I agree. I want to look at some of your ceramics. Uh, yeah. Do you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a back surgery in 2000. I had my second back surgery in 2012. And I couldn't stand up. So I started I Hunter College. A friend works there and gave me a table to work at. And I started making stuff there. And then... The back thing took a long time to recover, so yeah, I ended up getting my own kiln and just I would just make whatever came into my head. It didn't have any um all the reapers broke. I had them all on a table, <laughs> and the table collapsed. I lost them all. Oh no Gotta, yeah, I'm not fussy i I need to take better care of stuff, but working with ceramics being a painter for so long and then having that thing right in your face mm-hmm. was so nice to um then go back to um painting it, uh reset it reset the whole um it, it it's like going from inside to painting was like going back outside again after being in this intimate sort of situation ceramics accumulates really fast 
and uh, I filled up a whole house really quickly with them, and and I I eventually just moved away and didn't have the studio anymore. I want to get it set up again. In fact, I would like to go. Just sounds stupid. I, I mean, I would I would like to go back to school. And learn about ceramics more, but I don't think they would have me. Professors are really competitive. Probably college professors probably the most competitive artists out there. Yeah, that's big facts. But you didn't you didn't go to art school, did you? You or did you? I went to art school in undergrad. Yeah, I studied printmaking and painting. Yeah, I had great, great, great teachers that were very supportive. I pulled some more new stuff, but I, I oh, really yeah. like these paintings. I just think the energy in them is really powerful. Yeah. I've made abstract paintings in the past, like in 06, 07, 08. No. Yeah, and those are palette, like the palette. Yeah. And I like... Everyone started painting abstracts. So I was like, oh, let me just paint something else for a while. I think that's where... I did the um, palm, started doing the palm trees and ceramics and stuff. And and then I thought I can always come back to being an abstract painter, but that was bullshit. Like I had to learn it all from the beginning again. It wasn't um, easy. And I felt that those paintings were super, super. In fact, I'm, I want some back. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of a hoarder. Yeah, no, I feel that. I it's hard to let go of things that you make. I mean, yeah, that's I, why I make so much because it helps with the um one of the reasons it now there's a lot of reasons to be productive, but one of the reasons is it helps with like the bereavement of having things constantly taken from you. No, like, I you, you I, don't I, ever I, get a chance to look at something hardly before it's gone. And then you got it. So you make another one to replace it. I guess it's like someone who keeps having kids kidnapped. (laughs) Kind of. But I guess you wouldn't. After like two or three, you would probably stop replacing kids. No, that makes... Yeah. Oh, yeah. These cityscapes. Yeah, the city ones. Really, That was during the beginning of the pandemic. Like I went outside and nobody was outside and I was able to see Brooklyn where I live like for the first time kind of like because I'm always inside always inside and and uh I was able to walk around and I just I was just like in my studio like every day painting and stewing and all that shit and then all of a sudden I just started drawing these buildings and it all it I started painting like a kid again and and, and and seriously, it's cheesy, but yeah, the whole world like opened up. I don't know if you have any of the paintings, but it all kind of came. I can pull some up. It all kind of just happened. Oh yeah, that was that show High as Fuck that I did on my roof. I did a show. Did you see that show? No, wait, Josh Mathias. The online. It's yeah. It's still on. It's on the David Swerner website. Like the first month or so the pandemic I realized like I live around all these studios and I saw no lights on whatsoever I was like no one's working or anything I was like 
do a show on my roof. And uh, find these pictures. Oh, there you and are. I did a, yeah, I did this show on my roof. And it's not like I was high on drugs. I was high on life. I should have called it high on life. But, yeah, this is beautiful. Oh, this is cool. And I gave some little testimonials. And I think that's kind of the first time I ever did, like, the talking on camera thing. A lot of people, like, that I know are, like, kind of weirded out about the me on the Instagram thing and stuff. I love but. your – I think your Instagram is so awesome. Like, I think you're so real on it, and – you make great content, but it's more than that. I think one of the things that I really liked that you said on Instagram recently was Instagram is an artwork. And I think that so many people don't take advantage of that. Like it's really a a stage for you to perform on. And I think that's why I'm so into social media and internet is it's like everything you watch isn't real. It's all performances. And it's like a theater that you can go to whenever you want and watch anything in the world. It's so fucking crazy. Like, and you can say anything. It's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You gotta be careful. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I can sound like a real old fogey, but I mean, I get tro- those trolls and stuff. Oh, here you are. Here's your exhibition walkthrough. I let it go through it for a while, but then I realized like I'm hurting this person by not, by, uh, by letting them just, go off on me um like yeah there's there's the fact that that happens uh is very painful yeah it's painful not because because you have to go back and work after that thinking like what is wrong with humans that are so sad like you want to help these people and be like hey do you want to go throw the frisbee or some shit but person's like beyond help yeah Ah. no i'm i'm starting this thing called content warriors where um i'm made a it's like an open call basically and i had like a little application just people tell me a little about themselves just to make sure that we're like on the same page with stuff but we're gonna start meeting in april just like it's gonna be maybe around like 10 of us just people talking um and kind of like this But yeah, talking and looking at stuff, because I think what's so cool about the internet is like, it's the future. Like you can talk to anyone, you can watch a movie in five seconds. You can talk to anyone in the world. Like, why not do that? Well, because you have to make your work. Like, yeah, you're also like, I mean, I'm talking about me. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess this interview is with me. Like my feeling is, is like, Instagram, you know, they want you to spend their they they want their users to spend ninety minutes a day on their app, and that can go by really quickly. And I learned that like on the first day, and I was like, no. So like, it's not getting more than twenty minutes for me. That's really like, it's smart just, rule. It's just not. It's and like even there, I'm compromising. Like a few weeks ago, I said ten. And now it's, like, 20. So, like, maybe I should bring it back down to 15. Like, think about what this thing deserves. Think about who these people are and what they do and how much money they make and 
like they don't deserve you that much. I like yeah. the idea of having like my own TV channel better. I have to look into what a YouTube channel is. I would love to do yeah. pop shows and, you know, like I would love to do um, like some other type of shows. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not like, super. Into I want to have my channel. Platform. Yeah, I not, could you're not into what? I mean, I like Instagram as a platform just because it's been able to connect me with people. But Instagram, like, has kind of blacklisted my account and like taken a lot of followers away from me, which I don't really care about. I still am in contact with the people that I've met, and I'm trying to just use it as a way to. I think YouTube is really like what I'm really into and um, what I really want to do. And that's why I wanted to start the podcast because I've always wanted to be a YouTuber like since I why was Why did a kid. they blacklist you? Uh, I think just because like I was po- I post a lot and I think like the kind of style is kind of like, I don't know, fried a little. Like it's like shit posting, like you're just posting lots of words and images. and. So um, am I going to get blacklisted? How do I? Pr- that's all I do is post words and images. I don't think like, you will because you have you. You're you're fine. Like I, Mike. It's really hard to grow an account on Instagram. YouTube's a lot easier because um, the YouTube algorithm. YouTube wants people to stay on the platform to watch more videos. So YouTube wants people to find your content. Instagram doesn't care because they're getting, they're making money off of brand deals that they have a certain like. It's hard to, I'm trying to explain it. Hmm. Uh, like Instagram doesn't care about the users and what they see, but YouTube needs, you need to actually, to keep someone's attention on a video is a lot harder than keeping someone's attention on a, a photo for a second. So YouTube is, I think of just a better platform in general. Oh yeah. Um, Let, let's talk, to, let's move. talk, let's talk separately after this, maybe not after this today, but like, let's plot on some YouTube shit. I want my, yeah. own, net, I want my own network. And I'll still use Instagram, but I'll use it more like for advertising for my for my TV network. Yeah, that's what and I'm if, trying to get on. If nobody wants to watch it, like I lose a lot of followers. I have a weird rhythm on Instagram. Like I post something and I lose like twenty people real quick, and then I get back like one, two, three. Very slowly, people come back and. By the time the next post comes, it's like one or two higher. Like it's hard to gain people, but like it's not really why why I'm doing that. Like I'd rather have a thousand people who are so with me than five thousand people who are who are just rousing or curious. Like totally. I mean, like I I. I don't know. I don't care. Like, I'm not really being fair on Instagram either. Like, I'm an artist, and I'm, I never really show my art. I've only shown it, like, five or six times, and and, and that's going to change. I just haven't been able to lately, but also, I think it's pretty boring for, like, some successful artists to just talk about their work all the time. Like, you can look it up. Like, yeah, you you no. know what we do. Like, there's so much flexing, like studio flexing. You notice too, like I don't really show where I am that much, like because yeah. I don't think it's important. Like, no. everything's the same for me. It's just the room where you're just painting stuff, and yeah. uh, I do move around quite a bit. But 
I just doesn't think it's important, like, where I am or how nice something is stuff. Like, that's why a lot of those videos, like, I just sit on the floor. I like your, um, I like your videos where you, like, I like all your videos you post on Instagram. The magnet fishing one was really great. I love the one you just posted with the turtle. I thought that was. Yeah, I love magnet fishing. Let's, so how did you discover magnet fishing and you basically well, like take- after I became a vegan 10 years ago and I just couldn't go I couldn't go fishing anymore it just felt like such a mean thing to do to trick something and yank it out of the water I don't know whatever stupid I I but so like the magnet and I love the idea of like what's down there and stuff. And you don't hurt anything. You're just cleaning stuff up. I I never was going to make videos about it, but I was like, this will be fun. And you never know what's down there. Like, I showed those pliers. I cleaned them up. Those look great. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Like, ugh. I just pulled. I I just pulled tires out. I just pulled pliers out of a creek. So cool! Like it's like a magic. That's awesome. Yeah, you just yeah, yeah. It's really cool. I I really like um finding stuff on the ground and looking Mm -hmm. for things like that and going into. That's a really powerful magnet. Like that day, it got stuck underground. Like I had (laughs) to go. I had to delete the video because something happened. But um. I, I, it, that day I was soaking wet because I had to like go in the water to get my magnet like off, like something under, like, I, yeah, I had to go in that day because the video was funny because I was just soaking wet. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I just like this, the videos, I just, I don't want to bore people and I don't even want to show off. I just want to make people laugh and stuff. Yeah, I, I just want people to make people laugh, and it's also it's very selfish. It's very therapeutic for me, and I, yeah. I I make I make I make about you know five or ten a day, and at night I sit in front of the TV and I do the sync thing and I watch them all, you know, just for fun. Like I, they're very funny. And a lot of times it's me talking to myself, like laughing at myself about being so depressed about nothing. And <laughs> But like 95% of it, I just can't post it because it would be too much. The audience is, is too well-rounded. I, yeah, I, we got to get you on I, I want I, I, I want to think about like, I don't want to lose kids and stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to lose adults or I don't want to lose, it's too well-rounded. I have to think about, uh, I have to be very respectful um, because, now what I've realized too is like a lot of this type of stuff where people are calling you out for anything they can. Like I showed a picture of a turtle on mine and people are like, did you think about the turtle or anything like, you know, and it's like, a lot of it's getting into um, artists are really into censorship now. Like oh, artists are starting to really censor each other. 
Yeah, and that's terrifying. And you can read back in history not too long ago, like a hundred years ago, like read about Russia or some shit, like read about anything basically in Europe and or even in America, like censorship, like in the New York art community, people censoring each other is it hasn't happened in and and quite it's it's just becoming common and I won't play with it. Yeah. Like if you're gonna try to censor me, like like get you know like I'm just gonna turn off everything. Like I I'm not gonna stand up and try to. Def- I don't have time to defend everything. I'm just gonna take it down, and you're not gonna get to see it. Like there's no begging. There's no nothing. If someone bitches, it's gone. Yeah, it's just no. gone. Like. Yeah, because I I don't want to answer any more questions about it. Like you're censoring this because you, it's just gone. Like you ruined it for everybody. Yeah, I think people are really. I think there's a lot of fear going around. Um, it's just it's arrogance. Yeah, it's not fear. It's arrogance. Hmm. It's just not people fear. being arrogant. Like, who the hell do you fucking think you are, telling someone like? They can't post the turtle. Like, it just takes it too far. And these are grown people. I mean, maybe my my Instagram's nebulous and it it changes all the time. And like, I, I can use it. I can use it to kind of poke at things, little things. And if nobody sees it, nobody sees it. It's not really, it's, it's for me. It's my thing. Yeah, like, I feel that way with like, my Instagram too. Like you happen to have seen it and that's, you know, cool and we're doing this thing and I never met you. I mean, we're going to try to meet in real life, but hopefully we can if I feel like if we did this in real life, it would it would be, it would be a lot different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the energy would be different. I think it's hard to kind of like get the vibes right over the computer. Yeah, and I want to see how this looks. Yeah. I want to see how this looks on the TV. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going to see? Is it going to be me or you or we both can do, of us? Well, we can do both of us. We can do both of us. Well, we can do whatever we want because I'm going to get the video files just raw. And so I can put them next to each other. Oh, Okay. And so we can be just, like, next to each other talking. Um, Yeah, let's see. Let's see how it, um, let's see how it looks. Yeah. And also, like, yeah, we can, once this is done, we can see how it looks, see how we feel about it. I think we got some good stuff in here, but I I do wish kind of we were in person. I feel like it would just be different. But it's okay. Well, we could do it three different ways. We could do it just audio. We could do it this way. Mm-hmm. We could do it in person. We could do like a taste test of different <laughs> interview styles. But I think you're going to become a better interviewer like really quickly. Yeah. You know, the best interviewer ever, Oprah mm-hmm. Winfrey. Yeah, she's Oprah really good. just boss, boss her. interviewer. Let me study. I need to study more Oprah videos. Yeah, and 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 uh, and uh, the great one, the 
Cavett. Dick Cavett was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should watch him. I, Dick Cavett. I Dick Cavett. I mean, it's deep. This is like, it's deep. He really wanted to learn about the per. It's really rare to have two intelligent people talking like that. Usually, the interviewers, not quite on the level. Yeah, I feel like today. Not gonna lie, I feel like I was a bit off today. I just feel like I was so excited for this, and I think. I like, I don't know. I think that I just, yeah, I got too excited and I didn't sleep good. <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> it. Like, I, I'm not used to, I feel like we could do it good through FaceTime. There's some real intimacy about FaceTime. And then, yeah, like, yeah. translating that FaceTime into, FaceTime's kind of, I don't know how FaceTime got lost in the whole Zoom thing and everything, like. Um, let's wrap up this and then okay. talk for a second. Okay, sounds good. Um, if anybody listens to this ever, like I really appreciate you and in life and stuff. If you care and you want to keep seeing me, then bear with me. And and uh, uh, it's I don't know what type of movie it's gonna be, but I mean it'll be a good movie. Oh yeah. Well, thanks for watching. If someone watches this and i hope you have a blessed day and stay real and i'm gonna turn this off i'm gonna stop recording okay bye